Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Back here with my main man, Kevin Quinn, fresh from his vacation in Mexico. hey How you doing, bro? Tell me all about it. Was I'm it a good, good time? Man. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, we went to uh, Playa del Carmen, uh, second time there. Stated uh, Valentin Imperial Maya. It's an amazing place. It's uh, all inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was just awesome, uh, except the weather didn't wasn't really cooperating in the beginning of the part of the trip. We had oh, was a lot it like raining? Of rain. yeah. yeah, you know, you expect like a little bit of rain going mm-hmm. to Mexico. Um, not that time of year though. Was is mid November, um, but uh, it was like the first three four days. It was just nothing but downpour, mm-hmm. and then we got sun towards the end of the trip, but. It was pretty good, man. There was a lot of Canadians there. Uh, really? Yeah, we made a lot of Canadian friends. It was kind of funny. That's cool. Um, so it was yeah. Like, so, like, you got a chance to, like, meet people. I, I've been to, uh, I think I've been to All-Inclusive, like, twice. You really don't have to go anywhere. You can. You can go on excursions and stuff like that, which costs, like, 150 bucks, $300 to swim with dolphins or whatever, but I mean... Yeah, we did some excursions last time we were there, and there's been a lot of cartel activity down there right now, yeah. so uh, my wife is like, I'd rather just, you know, kind of stay in the resort. We'll just relax and... I mean, there was enough to do. It, it allowed me uh, opportunity to get to uh, read yeah, the did. remaining of the comics. Uh, so you all caught Dead. up I'm then? caught up completely, yeah. Oh, wow. It's pretty cool. I'm really excited to see uh, how the show is going to go The mm-hmm. if they follow the same direction that the, the comics went. If there's a lot of good stuff that's I don't know how much I want to know. I don't know if I yeah. do want to know. But we'll get to that. I have one more question though, yeah. about the vacation. So wait, originally you are supposed to go to Colorado though, right? Yeah, so it's funny. We were going to go to Colorado um, and stay at the uh, Stanley Hotel where they filmed The Shining. We actually had set up. Uh, mm-hmm. We were on the uh, on a floor where it's you know supposedly haunted, and um, we were going to do a tour, a nighttime t- ghost tour of the uh, of the hotel. And then is this place open year all year round. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but friends of ours got married in June, and their honeymoon is in February, uh, and they're going to the same place in Mexico that we had gone to on our honeymoon. So mm-hmm. as it was approaching, I kept kind of reminiscing of how much fun we had there, and. I was like, well, it's getting kind of cold. Maybe we should go to someplace warm. So we switched up our trip and we canceled the Stanley Hotel reservations, which we will rebook. We yeah. We how much? Want to by the way, like, how much does it cost per night? Like, I don't know. She booked that. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess they could charge like premium price there, right? Like, they could charge like upwards of like three hundred dollars, I guess, if they wanted. A I don't know. I mean, it's popular, it's right? a really old hotel, though. It's part of the mm-hmm. hotel that is the original part where it was the the, the filming of the is shining. Is the whole shining filmed inside that hotel? There's yeah. no stage sets, right? Yeah, correct. So the room where he's throwing the tennis ball, you could be in that room. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see. But that. there is a newer part of the hotel that actually has like AC and heat. And stuff yeah, like that. I don't think there's AC in the old part of the hotel. That was one of the things we read in there. So if we went in the mm-hmm. summer, it would be like Stifling, be pretty yeah. brutal. Yeah. Still be really so. cool to see though. Oh hell yeah! So we definitely, I definitely yeah. want to get that back on the uh, itinerary as a as a trip to go to, to go see. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd like to go see that. Maybe like in ten years or so, like when my son's old enough to, he won't be scared. I guess, <laughs> or like show him The Shining now or whatever. Like, yeah. oh my god! I mean, I remember the first time I saw The Shining. <clears throat> I think I was a teenager. I can't. It was around the same time that I saw Clockwork Orange too. So it's mm-hmm. like all these films are like as kids. We're teenagers growing up in the mid '90s, watching all these terrifying movies that are just so—they uh, don't really make films like that no more. The Clockwork Orange will never make again. Hell, oh, no, hell it was no. X when it came out. Yeah, for the young kids listening to the podcast right now. Well, it's so funny. Like um, you would think about how Hollywood is just on this whole like, regurgitation of, uh, mm-hmm. of of classic films and stuff. You would think that they would try to pick 
some films like that that are actually cult classics to redo. And to still, redo, they yeah. keep picking... Total know, Recall, let's do it! Yeah. With Colin Farrell. It'll right. be a hit. Right. The reason they're doing it is it's easy for them to recoup their money back internationally. Sure, sure. And they can make it make some of the films in a relatively cheap budget. <clears throat> right. But well, because they figure it's got a built-in audience. It's like yeah, but it's, it's not, like it's it doesn't always bet. work, though. No, you're right. For sure. I mean, there's, there's definitely been... I feel like there's been some reboots that have been worth it. Like uh, one of my favorite reboots that they did was Dawn of the Dead back in. 2004. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. a couple of podcasts. It's it's awesome. Yeah, phenomenal. Was Snyder, Zach Snyder, Snyder so, yeah. so good at that. I mean, yeah. now he's like he's critically lauded with Justice League. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, I just did a podcast uh, actually yesterday. We talked about it. Like, uh, are you aware about the CGI mustache? No, I didn't even see it. So Henry Cavill, like he had, he has a mustache. It's almost as thick as yours. Yeah. And they called him back for reshoots. And like, hey, we need you to shave it. And he was filming Mission Impossible. Like, no, you can't. <laughs> and when you watch the movie, it's you can see that they CGI digitally removed the mustache. And wow. Like, I can't stop thinking about it, man. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about a twenty-five million dollar mustache. But yeah, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, though. I mean, it's highly rewatchable. Yeah. It's also got a great. Um, Cast. I mean, everybody in that film is great. You yeah. know, like even the guy that owned the gun store on the roof over there, Andy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um, Ty Burrell. I think that's way before my, modern. I, that might be my favorite remake too. I, and I really don't like remakes, but I, I feel as if yeah. Dawn of the Dead is a film where it can be remade in such a way where it's like you're you're telling your own story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because they 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 kept to the you know the core idea of that of that film, but they kind of deviated a little bit like they do end up at the mall but it was just a different way of telling totally different how they ended way. Up yeah. at the mall I, I like mm-hmm. the reboot better actually I mean just mm-hmm. me personally I, I don't know Remakes that I, I absolutely well actually I I, I refuse to see Point Break just because I love the original so yeah. much I never saw the, I watched like Me maybe either. the first five minutes online they sh- they were trying to get they do that a lot when they don't think that the film's going to be successful they release the first five ten minutes like hey let's pull them in yeah but point come on you can't remake Point Break um, no I didn't a couple see other that. ones but I mean yeah if they if they if they did Clockwork Orange if they did The Shining I know they did a TV movie once of The Shining I think it was like the late 90s Yeah it was um it, it was like a mini series Yeah it was a mini series right? I can't remember his name he was He's the, gone from he TV was on he, was, Wings. he was on Wings yeah. and he was on 30 something yeah, too yeah, right Yeah um and I think it went back to because Stephen King was he, Stephen King actually did not like the way that Kubrick did uh the movie yeah, I read The Shining that. yeah mm-hmm. he was very disappointed and I, I thought I don't know I thought Kubrick's take on it was was pretty awesome um but it's, uh, it's totally Stanley, though, you know. Yeah, but they t- all Stanley's films are totally. I mean, with the exception of Doctor Strangelove, I think, because that was like when you start first starting out. But I mean, mm-hmm. when I watch Eyes Wide Shut, yeah, I feel like it's like a you know close cousin or a companion towards like the way that the vibe was of The Shining. You sure, know? sure. I mean, or, or like you know Full Metal Jacket. You know, there's yeah, so much dark so stuff in that too. So like dark. you know, um, but yeah. So they did the uh, the mini series of the of the. The Shining, the way that Stephen King wanted to do it, I don't know. It it was the same story, but I just felt so much different to oh, me so too, they, the they, way that they told it. So what was the difference then? Um, so it it was more. I felt like it was more cartoony and not as dark. Like I didn't really? I didn't feel like it was as. That's what Stephen wanted. I guess I still haven't seen it, the new one. That was it's pretty supposed good. to come out on Blu-ray like any day now, so I'm waiting for that just because it just. I like you know. that. I like that a lot. Oh, I, I can't wait to see. It. I love the original, you know? <coughs> and I know Stephen was very happy with this one. And I, I did. Did you see Gerald's Game on Netflix? No. Anybody no. out there wants a great movie to watch on a Friday night where you're 
desperately trying to search for something for a date night, Gerald's game's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. I can't spoil it for you. Okay. And I won't spoil it for the listeners out there, but just watch it. Go into it not knowing anything. Yeah. And it's one of those films where you're just like, well, I can't stop watching this. <laughs> but it's it's great because it's one of Steven's short stories, mm-hmm. and it really just comes full circle. Like it's And it's also got one of my favorite actors, uh, actresses, Carla Georgina. Georgina? Yeah, She's yeah, a yeah. Watchmen. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I went into, um, it's funny you said that, I was going to, I went into Watchmen without any expectation or any backstory on what the Watchmen was about, and I was so pleasantly surprised with how it came out, and Carla, Georgina, Georgina, is in that as well, as well as Jeffrey Dean Morgan's plays the clown. And he's crazy when to watch Jeffrey Dean Morgan in that film, because he's at least like 30, 40 pounds heavier. Oh my god, he's so husky in that. Husky, yeah, and he's so trim now, but... He's great as a comedian. Um, Rorschach was great. Um, I forget he the guy who played Freddy Krueger was great in that. But I mean, yeah, it was such a sleeper. I, I yeah. had, I mean, I know it was obviously it was a comic before, but yeah. I had no, um, I had no um, base for it. I think and, I own uh, the I went comic. In, I was like, it's pretty. If I good. find the comic, I'll let you borrow it. I, yeah. I think I might have gave it to somebody. It's got an interesting, different ending, though. Okay. They could have never filmed the ending in the comic for the movie. It just, I mean, they could have, but it'd probably be an additional like twenty, thirty, forty million. <laughs> well, hell, they, they're doing it on Superman's mustache. Why not? You know. Yeah. Right. Do the alien ending of Watchmen, but uh, <laughs> I'm actually reading a book right now that where Watchmen are they're back. I still pick up a comic every now and then. It's uh, Count Doomsday Clock, like Countdown, where Rorschach comes back from the dead. Some crazy shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, huh. I, I enjoy uh, the Watchmen universe. It's funny because the guy that created Watchmen, Alan Moore, uh-huh. he's a f- uh, famous author. He hates anybody remaking his stuff. <laughs> the first one that they did was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Gentlemen with, yeah. uh, and which also was Sean Connery. Sean. Last, he left after that. He was like, it's so bad, I have to quit. So, like, he just, <laughs> he hasn't, I think they approach him all the time for roles and he just turns them down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... Last Crusade. I thought he was awesome in that. Oh, man, I, I remember seeing The Last Crusade. Dr. Jones. Was it 1991 or 2? Okay, Google, what year did The Last Crusade come out? Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade came out in the United States of America on May 24th, 1989. Wow. Ooh. It was in the 80s. Yeah. So I was only 9, yeah, man. Like, that's 80s. insane. But I remember watching that film just thinking, this is just glorious. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's so... It had all the great aspects of an adventure, too. And, like, it just felt real. Yeah, you know, with the yeah. birds, when yeah. he's got the umbrella, like, dude, I, I still probably would weep <laughs> if I watched that scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like a good movie that can make me cry. I'm not ashamed to say it as a man. You know what I mean? I like when yeah. the, the emotions run high. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, good. One of those ones for me is always Good Will Hunting. Towards yeah. the end of the movie, when uh, he, he, you know, uh, Robin Williams kind of gets real with Matt Damon, he's just like, "Yeah, I've seen your file. Like, you know, it's not your fault." And yeah, he just like goes on the range, like, "Don't fuck with me, Sean." Yeah, and he's like, "Not you." And, that always just kind of gets me. Yeah, yeah. Just I that think one that, scene. you know what gets me every move, every time I watch it is uh, Castaway of uh, Tom Hanks. I don't yeah. know what it is about that movie, but just I well, I think it was uh, actually it's like a I think it was like my wife my wife and I broke up once and we got back together. And I think we went to see that movie, so maybe that's the emotional attachment that I'm just discovering now here live on the <laughs> podcast. But I love the, I love the humanity in that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I love the idea of like somebody being removed from society and then learning how to, you know, um, not only, you know, spoiler alerts, he, you know, he, he does want to take his own life. He decides against it. Then it's the, the power of like, you know, 
the inner self, like, just being like, nope, I'm going to get off this island. Then what it's like for him when he gets home and it's not the perfect ending. Yeah. She's L- not there for him. Listen, spoiler, if you haven't seen Castaway at this point, you're probably I not going to see it. My brother hasn't seen it. My brother's like, Sammy! Texted me the other day. He's like, Bob, I never saw Castaway. Is it any good? I'm like, is it any good? Sammy Brain Muffin. It's a part of my life. Ugh. Wilson? Jesus Christ, yeah. dude. I mean, Tom Hanks, though, is, like, it's funny because we were just watching Bachelor Party the other day. I think we were watching Bachelor Party on Thanksgiving in the morning. Yeah. It was on, yeah. Like, my wife was like, I've never seen this. I'm like, yeah, Tom Hanks came a long way. Oh, hell yeah. Because that movie is lewd, crude, and rude, like, all the way. Yeah. His character, not so much, but all of his buddies are, like, yeah. you know, drug-taking, prostitute-buying, like, mm-hmm. you know, just pure megalomania in a hotel room. But, I mean, he went from that to America. You know, he could do anything now. He yeah, could run for pre- if he ran for president, everybody would vote for him. Oh, hell yeah. You know? Everybody. Yeah. Well, I was I was reading the thing the other day. I think it was, uh, I really think it was probably Forrest Gump that catapulted him to that next level of it was. fame that he could really kind of do any role. He, you know, uh, probably put him on, like, the A-list. Oh, like without go-to, doubt. Go-to I mean, guys. after that was Saving Private Ryan. And yeah. then after that, it was never the mm-hmm. same. You know? Yeah. I don't think he actually... Well, no, he did the the Lady Killers. Did you ever see that? That was kind of a comedy. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that great. No. Um, it wasn't critically acclaimed. There's a new movie coming out, I think, that Spielberg directed, where it's like about a newsroom that's supposed to be getting all these like good reviews. I'm excited. I'm going uh, tomorrow night where, uh, to see the premiere of uh, The Disaster Artist. Okay. James Franco. Franco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we went to see The Room. Um Mickey and I got tickets to go to uh, the Ritz East a few weeks ago, so we got a chance to actually be in a live audience. And I swear, I mean, it is probably one of the best cinematic experiences of anyone's life. If you get a chance to see The Room, a midnight showing, they're supposed to roll it out, I think, in January at multiplexes across the nation. But it's interactive as hell, man. Yeah. People throwing spit. So there's so many things in the movie that people interact with. One is Spoon. Spoons. Mm-hmm. They scream spoons at the screen because the main... Um, Set there's these paintings or these framed pictures of spoons and anytime a spoon appears, everyone just hurls plastic spoons at the screen. There's a lot of football. People bring footballs. People so it's like scream. a Rocky. It's like a Rocky. Horror it's like Rocky show. Horror, but it's okay. like it's with. It, it just makes it feel more punk rock. I feel like Rocky Horror is you know it's been doing it for thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. This is only about fourteen years old, I believe. Okay, but um, I can't wait to see that. And it, mm-hmm. it, but I was just blown away, man. Like the, and like people like practice their lines like they're like you know somebody does some dumb shit on screen and then somebody like puts up a once you know like one-sided comment and people just loved it man but yeah oh it's great it's great i hope james franco wins the oscar too and like if he wins the oscar have the guy that he's portraying come up accept the award would be cool hmm. is that my cat that was me okay <laughs> um but yeah as far as like what the, the, the yes, whole tangent uh, went off the remakes i just don't see it being like if they remade jaws pff, i wouldn't line up to see that no I don't think there's one film out there that I love wholeheartedly that I would want to go see remade, really. You know? That's well, like, you, you want to remake uh, Nevermind real quick? Let's go record it. You know what I mean? Like, let's <laughs> yeah. go remake Versus real quick. No, I think um, I think if you're doing like uh, action-type movies like that, it's it's probably a little bit easier because you're going to update the, you know, the way that... The, uh, action or the CGI or whatever it is that, yeah. you know that you weren't really able to do as well when it originally came out depending on yeah. you know what style of movie it is I get that but um, change the story a little bit mm-hmm. you know kind of make it your own a little bit don't a little do bit, exactly yeah. the same you know 
Like Jumanji, I think, is coming out. Yeah, uh, I like the, the new thing they're doing with it. I like the original looks, Jumanji. Looks okay. The premise yeah. is basically that they're high school kids who find an old console game yeah. thing and they become the avatars of yeah. The Rock, Kevin Hart, right, and Jack right, Black. Right. Jack Black, too, is like, I think, like a really hot, hot teenager. Hot yeah. Turns, yeah, it turns into Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I, I guess I, there's a movie coming out with The Rock. Uh, you remember playing the game Rampage when we were kids? Yes. I love that It's game one of my so favorite much. games. Oh, yeah. I, I'll go see the movie. Yeah. Just because I love those guys. Like, the trailer looks all right, but I'll go see that movie just because of the love I had towards that game. And yeah. I can't figure out exactly why. I mean, there's a couple of games that are, like, really beholden to me, like Rampage, NBA Jam. Like, when that first came out, like, yeah. I remember just being like, this is so good. Because the <laughs> graphics were so different. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter 2, obviously, just because it changed the way that we kind of played games. Yeah. And the other one was Terminator 2 Judgment Day with the, huh. the gun. Uh-huh. I must have spent hundreds of dollars as a kid playing arcade games yeah but, I, was like, um, uh, I was a contra contra was one contra of was my favorites, where's the yeah. contra movie Where, they, how did they drop the ball in the early 90s not making a contra film with sylvester stallone uh-huh. and arnold schwarzenegger yeah i used to think that this game was for them like when right. you put up 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 down down left right left right select start ba ba i think it was maybe yeah something, something like, like that to get lives. the 30 lives you yeah. know and like that was like the coolest thing in the world for kids. <clears throat> Yeah, to be able to have thirty lives where yep. like you know what just I mean? from the jump. Yeah, and I would use them all. <laughs> I just <laughs> get shot by that alien thing in the first. Yeah, you know, but it, like that game was ahead of its time, or maybe it was just perfect for its time. I don't really know, but the fact that I mean they got a rampage phone coming out. I mean it won't be too long, I guess, before Contra. But apparently, video game movies don't really work too well. I don't think there's any one that's super super successful. I think Resident Evil was had a pretty good run. It did, it did. But like, towards had, the end, they were just films, like, right? yeah. Like I, I, I watched the last one, the the final chapter they called yeah. it, and I didn't even, I didn't, even, I had like five minutes left to the end, and, You're I, like, and I had, to, I had to go and I had to leave, and I was like, I can't even justify waiting five more minutes because it's back to so it. bad really? up to this point. I actually yeah. ended up. Watching the end of it. Uh, What's her name? Mila Mila Jovovich. She was uh, in that film Run Lola Run, right? I know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. That she's, was she's been a lot of independent uh, films. Mm-hmm. She started acting young, right? Like yeah, she, she's not that much yeah, older she was than us, a, right? She was a model, uh, actress, mm-hmm. uh, uh, vocalist. You know, um, she, she one a, of the people who came forward against Harvey. Oh, I don't know. Shit's crazy, by the way, the times we're living in with all the oh, news. Yeah. I mean, we're, I was just uh, telling Kevin before we start recording, um, we're getting uh, live news here as it comes in. Uh, the Weinstein Company's ex-companies hit with class action lawsuit representing potentially hundreds of women claiming he colluded to conceal sexual misconduct. Like, for so many years, man, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, allowing this tyrant to, like, mm-hmm. run shop, run game, his game... Like on all these poor women, it's just disgusting, really. You know, and like the thing that sucks too the most about it is like people knew about this shit. You know yeah. what I mean? They knew, yeah. And they concealed, mm-hmm. and they conspired, yep. and they swept it under the rug. <clears throat> and it's just like, ugh, dude. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's funny we're, we're talking too. Like, the, um, think about what was the is he the top of the spear, or were the other ones? Mm-hmm. And I think it was really kind of Bill Cosby. Like a couple years before that, yeah. really couple, was the yeah, start. That was of the it, start. Yeah, you know, from from what I was trying to recall. That's a good like, point because I've, I've said on here that I think it was Harvey. That, like, but I think you're right. I think it's a good. Well, point. I think it was a way to kind of just you know uh, a different, a different, not a different approach, but a different way to kind of expose uh, the the misogyny that goes on in Hollywood too. Is like 
how do we get it to because it, it happens all the time where you know women are mistreated by guys in power but how do we get it to really make an impact and how do we get it to stick mm-hmm. it's you know you kind of intertwine like it happens in the workplace and that's a stick that's a good sticking point mm-hmm. you know and Weinstein you know for what he did it was like taking advantage of women that work directly under him yeah you know what I mean like promising now you got rules. Matt Lauer too uh, no I never liked that dude anyway man yeah. I was did you ever see the interview with him and Tom Cruise no so you, if you if you Google uh, Tom Cruise Matt Lauer, it's like he attacks um, Tom Cruise on Scientology, and uh, Cruise loses it on live TV, calls Matt Lauer glib, which became one of my favorite words to use, but I never get a chance to use. You're so glib, yeah, G L I B. But um, yeah, Matt Lauer, like people like that, you know what I mean. Regardless of what you think, I, I guess I shouldn't be so quick to judge or categorize him. But I've se- I've seen it with people I know. Mm-hmm. I've seen people be very uh, misogynistic towards females in general and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was saying to you earlier, like, thank God, at an early age, I remember reading, uh, like, Kurt Cobain, like, talking about, like, you know, feminism. And, like, I was like, what's feminism? Yeah. Like, I was, like, 11. And I knew what Bikini <clears throat> Girl, like, Riot Girl, and, like, I knew all about that stuff, like, mm-hmm. real early in life. You know what I mean? Being mm-hmm. like, Because, to be honest with you, I guess, like, I don't know. Like, I'd rather be around... Like, that type of energy rather than, like, the um, chauvinistic, you know what I mean? I never did well with that shit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but it just sucks that it's going on, and it sucks that it's continuing. Like, all these people are coming out, like, Kevin Spacey. Like, that was yeah. a real shock, because I love yeah. House of Cards. Me too. Like, shit, we're not, he got fired from his own show where he's a producer, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he is, uh, he was the executive producer. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, they, you caught up on that, right? House of Cards? No, 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 I never watched that. Oh, I, you never I watched just, it. I just liked his body of work yeah. in general. You know, I mean, fuck, I, I am Kaiser Soze. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Usual Suspect yeah. 7, um, uh, American Beauty, like, you know? Lester, ah, but yeah, Seven's one of my favorites too. There's just so many films that he was in. I was just like, just such a fan of of him as an actor to, you know, to see mm-hmm. that. I'd just be disappointed too. Like and then just, Louis C.K. Who you, yeah. you were talking about earlier, yeah, like yeah. you know, that was yeah. a shock too. Because yeah. it's like, uh, what? What did he do? Like you know, yeah. like it's just terrible. Like, but I guess it's good that it's giving people um, a chance to you know a chance to speak out. Uh, it, Yes, just even yesterday, Danny Matherson from uh, the Seventy Show, yeah, 70 show got that, fired yeah. off the ranch from Netflix. Right. And he released a statement saying that he feels as if we're now living in a day and age where if you're guilty, you're you're automatically guilty. There's no trial. There's no guilt. You know what I mean? Like yeah. until proven guilty. Right. But uh, he's denying it. But they they fired his ass right off the show, and yeah. I don't even know if they're going to write him off. I've never watched the ranch. Me either. I never I didn't watched even know the Seventy Show either. To be honest with yeah. You. I've only seen clips of the 70s show here and there. I um, never got into it. Yeah. I never got into that type um, of Kutcher, like it is like most popular, I never got into. Yeah. But I guess the one thing that we, we people um, would like to talk about and like to hear us talk about is that <laughs> The Walking Dead, since you haven't been here, I believe, in three weeks, right? So yeah, yeah we, three got episodes. Four, we got four, four episodes. 804, 805, So I, I the mid-season premiere coming up this week. I know. I which is... <sighs> I don't know how to feel about it. I I, <laughs> I, I love the show. Well, look, here's, there's some good stuff. I'll let there's you, some you good take, stuff. You take lead us off. There's some good stuff in between the kind of crap that we dealt with this past week. There has been some good stuff in between the last four episodes. So um, I guess we'll start with um, with episode four, right? Eight oh four. Um, we got the, uh, the the kind of the uh, 
the back, the flashback of everybody at the kingdom kind of saying goodbye to their loved ones, and then they get the massacre at yeah. the end of the episode mm-hmm. before that. And you really see the the king starting to struggle a bit with, um, and kind of, you know, coming apart at the seams, if you were, you know, where he uh, he's kind of like, yeah, he drops, you realize he drops his accent at one point, and he's not like, you know, uh, speaking the same way, and he's like, he just snaps on Jerry at one point. He's like, I'm not, I'm not the king. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not. I'm not who you think I am. I'm just some guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, you really just see him fall apart because he just lost all the people that he asked to go into battle with him. Except Jerry was the only one. That's, well, Jerry and Carol, but... Because, uh, you know, Carol's going to... Yeah, know, man. I, they're going to kill Carol off. She's a yeah. ninja. I'm like, where did she go? What did she just, like, spin around and fall right in the ground? Like, wildy coyote? Like, she was right in that field. I don't know. No, well, she said, I'm going to go t- check things out first. And oh, she right. split off at, mm-hmm. at the very beginning when they first got there. And then all of a sudden, they're like... Boom, and they all got mowed down. Didn't episode three end with them. Yeah. Right? Episode three ends yeah. with them jumping on the king. Yes. Right? Yep. You know, and then yep. like them being like, okay. Yep. Yeah, and then you got this. Uh, that dude. It was so weird. I, I don't know why, but the, the savior who, who who popped up out of nowhere mm-hmm. to take Ezekiel prisoner so much reminded me of Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know why. Yeah, he did. If it was just the really glasses did. or what, but. He really did. His body yeah. language, everything. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, during that sequence, just real quick before you yeah. move on, uh, why the hell? Like, they're walking. Like, you know, like the walkers are everywhere. Yeah. There's blood all over them. Yeah. And I don't like that sometimes with the show where the rules don't apply towards the scene that they're writing or filming at that moment. Like, it's changed so much. Like, you know, if they smell blood, they're going to, like, go after you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Ezekiel's, like, right there. And, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, Well, it seemed like they all, they all, they turned very fast, but it seemed like they all turned very fast. Because, yeah. he, you know, he was laying there, and, like, one of them gets up, and you know that they're dead because they only have yeah. one arm. And then all of a sudden, there's, like, three and four. It's like, all right, not everybody is exactly the same on how they turn, but they made it seem like they all had to turn at the same time. And I guess it was kind of like symbolism in a way that, like, he mm-hmm. led them all in the battle, and now he actually has to – he only has a, a brief moment to to grieve that he just got them all killed because now they're all about to try to kill him. Yo, didn't they know, you know? though, prior to going there that that heavy artillery was up in that building? Um, didn't Rick know from the reconnaissance and Dwight? No, they they, they didn't know oh, where that gun yeah, was. They didn't right. know where the gun God, was. Heard, they went. Like, yeah. the, Rick and Daryl had gone to the other to outpost spot, trying right. to find it. Realized that it wasn't there. The baby was there. Gracie yeah. was. There. I'm out of ammo. Let's use the fire extinguisher, bruh. Right. Well, that's what they were like. Yeah, this, uh, the gun had been moved to Gavin's what, yeah, outpost really two right. days before, and then that's how we knew as the audience that. The kingdom was about to get mowed down. And I think the kingdom, to some degree, was probably pretty cocky to the fact that they had all these different battles with the yeah. with the saviors, and they had been successful until they were, uh, yeah. they were until, outsmarted. Until they were outsmarted, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you have, uh, you know, have Ezekiel... Um, you know, kind of making this uh, statement to Jerry, like, I'm not the king. I'm not, I'm just some guy, you know, like I, it's just. That was good. And then Shiva dies and, yeah. you know, you have to, you know. The joke running is that the producer's like, thank God, because there's like so much money to like film that thing, you know. No, it was all CGI with the tiger. CGI's money. Yeah. Towards yeah. the budget. I don't think it was that bad. I wish they would have brought Zombie Tiger out though. That would have been badass. They were pretty cool. 
I think that happens in Game of Thrones, right? Or some I, I gave up on Game of Thrones. Yeah, the dragon. Dragon becomes a, a walker. Yeah, walker. Yeah, walker it's down. Pretty, <laughs> pretty fucking tight. Is it? It's pretty I cool. I guess I'll get back to it. Maybe when it's, it's all cool. over, all said and done. Yeah, that's what really first drew me into Game of Thrones was that opening sequence. It was like, oh, there's fucking zombies in this show. Yeah, and that's what drew me in. And then it was like. Three seasons later, before you see another zombie, you're like, "Oh wait, what?" Yeah, it did start that way, didn't it? Yeah, I'd like call Drago, and I, I, I think I stuck around for like maybe three and a half seasons or four, maybe, and then like I just, I just got so tired of waiting for five, ten minutes of good, yeah, stuff to happen. I can't remember all the other stuff. Yeah, but. well, they've definitely ramped it up these past two seasons for sure because the mm-hmm. end is near, you know. So yeah. winter's here. Yeah. Right, so well until they make the sequel, or like the, the the prequel or whatever they're gonna do for the next thing. Right, but yeah, as far as like, I like Jerry's acting. I really like the way that Ezekiel and him are talking at that chain link fence. Which they, they also too like. I think Carol runs out from what I remember and like saves them. I just felt like that the direction in that particular episode could have been tighter. And it's weird how like we'll come up on it with it, my mm-hmm. favorite episode of the season yeah. so far. But I mean like that. I get why that had to happen. I'm kind of excited at this point, like, thinking, okay, like, well, it just seems that this season is nonstop battle, mm-hmm. but it was lacking character stuff, which comes later, so, I mean. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, you get, you, you get kind of go into uh, the next episode, which I thought was, I think you and I which one talk, is this? talked offline, was our, was probably my favorite episode. This is of the, the one that I love, right? Five, yeah. This is Father five. Gabriel and Negan. I absolutely love this episode. Yeah. And this is the stuff I'm talking about, about the show that I love, is when it's deep character stuff, mm-hmm. background information, not heavy on the exposition, but it's like the dialogue is like crafted so well where mm-hmm. you start to like, the reveal of things start to come out. And I loved Jeffrey Dean Morgan's acting in this episode. Oh, yeah. He had so much dialogue, too. I mean, so it was the... The beginning we open up with Gregory. It's it's kind of a flashback too. You got yeah. Gregory is at the sanctuary yeah. because he knows something's afoot. He goes to the outpost like uh, Simon tells him to, and then he kind of goes in and says, "Hey, this is what's happening. We need to kind of get ready." And then it's it's right before Alexandria goes mm-hmm. to the sanctuary to to attack it. Uh, it's the meeting that they're in. Um, yeah, then you have the whole <clears throat> Father Gabriel Negan uh, kind of revealing their truth, secrets or, or, or guilt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know as viewers that it's true, right? And we, we also know, know a little bit of Negan's backstory because of that right. graphic novel, which is cool to hear. So they didn't reveal too much. No, yeah, but they definitely tell, you know, that he worked with kids, yep. right, mm-hmm. before the apocalypse and, uh, you know, that he was married before. And, and it's kind of funny how Gabriel's able to, like, suss him out, too. Like, he yeah. calls bullshit, you know, like, hey, like... What is it? You have your your polygamist, or was there a first wife? And like he kind of like mm-hmm. pulls it out of him because he's like, yeah, I'm 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 tough, and like he cracks it with a joke. He's like, yeah, I'm not really nervous. I jerked off where you're sitting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. he tries to like make light of the situation yeah. that they're in, and 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 Gabriel just stays on him. He's like, I think I'm here to take your confession. Like I, I you know, this and, is why I'm here, right? And then the, also Negan's like, why are you trying to save Gregory? Like, yeah, you know? right. Like, he took off in your car, right? You know, like. But I, I love all that stuff in there. Well, Negan's trying to figure Gabriel out, too, at the yeah. same time. Like, why why are you the way that you are? Like, you know, we're just two, dudes stuck, in, yeah, we're just two dudes stuck in this situation. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to die, but in case we get out of it, you might be the last person I talk to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, and we know as viewers that uh, Gabriel's secret or truth is is true. What he actually reveals to Negan is true, that he let, he let his congregation die when, when the apocalypse first happened. Yeah. Um, 
and then it uh, it turns out that you know Negan is weak because uh, you know he cheated on his first wife and lied to her, and and then when it came time for her to turn, he couldn't put her down, and he mm-hmm. he, he left her there, and you know. Um, it wasn't revealed that Lucille was his wife's name, no. but we know, we know from yeah, the story yeah. that that's that's spoilers out there. Yeah, so his he, he names his, he names the bat after his. He does wife. say Lucille, give me strength again. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. like his go-to like line where he's like trying to you know, mm-hmm. and it was also his line. To, uh, I no, he like tells himself before he loses it, like get it together. You shouldn't have done that when he bashes the one guy's head in in the, yeah. In the book. Yeah, but um, I mean, I I could just watch Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Negan. The whole season, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that episode, I, I, I texted my brother, too. I was like, wow, that was great, you know? Maybe they're finally, like, getting it back, you know? And Well, even before that, before the whole sequence with Gabriel and, uh, and Negan, too, uh, Simon's saying, hey, basically, we're going to, we have this, we're going to try to go back in and, and rally back around and get the hilltop back under our thumb. If not, yeah. eh, we'll just kill everybody. And, and Negan's like, no, like... Yeah. People are a resource. This is what we've been doing See, the whole time. Yeah, that's, which is very reminiscent of mm-hmm. things that Rick has said in the past, too. Like, people are a resource. We don't kill the living. Saviors. Mm-hmm. They save. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I get that. You know what I mean? I, I like that, that we're starting to see that in Negan, too. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't think you've ever seen somebody that's been so bad start to reveal themselves as not that bad. You right. know what I mean? Like, I can't remember, like, a movie or a TV show in particular where a character makes that type of, like, character. It's his arc, really, is that he's... Yeah. Well, maybe it's not so much an arc. He's always been that way, but he's just, yeah. you know... He's well, also... He's a survivor, and he's good at what he does. Yeah. I ain't gonna die. You know what I mean? Not here. But not we now. get introduced to him as this villain because yeah. he bashes in two beloved characters. That's how we get introduced so, to this so character. So well done, too. Yeah. I mean... But you start to... As the... You know, last season and this season has gone through, you start to... See, again, and, and we talked about it before, mm-hmm. like... If we had a different viewpoint, if we had followed the saviors from the jump instead of right. Rick and his Rick group, we might have a different opinion yeah, because – He goes into the satellite station, shoots people in the head or well, that's, stabs them in the head. Yeah, that's what, and that's kind of what Negan says to Gabriel. He's like, oh, I get you. You're badass. Like, you, went to, you went to the satellite outpost and killed my people while mm-hmm. they were asleep. Like yeah. we forget how like kind of brutal that was. Brutal you know what I mean? Is, like yeah. it was done in the middle of the night. They just killed people. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um not really knowing too much about them, yeah. Other than what Gregory told them was that these saviors are bad. Yeah, people. they're bad. Yeah, you know, they, and that they was come it. here and they barter and they make us give like our crops or whatever. Right. Um, and Rick was just like, "We'll go in there and we'll kill these people." Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, and uh, I see this is this episode two for me was the one where I really started to see that Daryl is really kind of just doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. Pretty much, there is a plan in place for them to take down the the saviors, and Daryl seems to just keep deviating from the plan and doing what he wants to do because he's overridden with guilt over Glenn's death. Do you believe? I don't know. I mean, or is it just a little bit of his personality? from the old world coming out. Well, if you go back to what we were just talking about, he was the one who said, yeah, it sounds like the Sabres are just a bunch of boogeyman. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, let's go take them down. Mm-hmm. It was his idea to, to, to take out the Saviors for the hilltop as a way to kind of barter with them. That's it was Daryl's idea. Yeah, it was his idea. You know, um, and then you go back and Daryl was the one that punched Negan when they were all when they were all lined up uh, know, in the, the opening dumbest sequence. Ever. And then he takes out Glenn because of how Daryl reacted. What's his name again? Yeah. Daryl. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds right. That sounds I love that. right. Yeah, it's such a um, great line. 
I think Daryl just I, I don't know if it's if it's not I don't think it's him reverting back to who he was before. I think it's just they, the Saviors broke. I said it before. Broke the Saviors broke him in a way that didn't work in their favor. They it didn't break him to be submissive. They broke him to to be more uh, against them. And yeah. he's just out for for blood for revenge. And he just wants to kill them all. He doesn't and Dwight give a shit too. Anymore. Yeah. And who also wants to kill Dwight now? Tara does. Why the hell she? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get one. To, that's yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. episode. Okay, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's so many great things in this episode. I mean, the, overall, I, you know what? I'm going to change my score to a 10. I, I I originally had this as a 9 out of 10, but I think it's a 10 for oh, me. For me, I think yeah. my originally I said 9 too. Like, yeah. But like looking back now at all of the episodes, like yeah. this is the one. Like if the writers of Gail and Heard, the producer, we need more episodes like this, okay? Yeah. We don't need to see these really poorly edited action sequences where people are shooting like i don't need that i want the depth of character and i want to know and i want to like breathe with them you know what i mean yeah i don't don't want these short scenes of like oh this mission this mission i want stuff like that and all the episodes just like i said before the cheesemaker episode there's hardly any action in that it's all story it's all all, you know what i mean yeah, because then you have uh, two really great season one callbacks in this episode too. Was uh, so Daryl and um, and Rick uh, follow the saviors who have the uh, machine gun, and then find out that they actually have dynamite too. And Daryl, this is where Daryl starts to deviate from the plan and says, "Well, we're going to end this right now. We're yeah, going to go blow a hole mm-hmm. in the in the side of the sanctuary to let the walkers flood in." And mm-hmm. Rick's like, "No, we have a plan in place." You know, and we still the, don't know the plan. Do well, we? no, we don't know the plan, but definitely the walkers being on the outside of the sanctuary was part of was the part of the plan because it was going to keep them in there for a period of time to do something for them to actually gather to something uh, to gather the rest of the army to meet back. What could up. it possibly be that they could do to keep them in there? Would it be like chemical or like? Have they got anything like that? I don't. They blew out all the windows. They shot all of the windows for a reason. So there's definitely something that Rick had in mind for because it you know well, what's the disease? Can we get to that? Huh? What's going on with Father? We'll get to that. Yeah. So I'm but, not yeah. I'm not really sure with that either. I don't know if it's just uh, it, when did he start getting sick? Did he get sick in this episode when Father Gabriel gets back into the sanctuary? Uh, yeah. So at the very end of it, you see you see Eugene check in on him and he's just like, uh, oh, really? Just losing it? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if it's um, Eugene, that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um. But there, yeah. There's so there's two great callbacks. So one was the um, the first one where Rick and, and Daryl are fighting over the dynamite, and then uh, Daryl gets Rick in the chokehold. Yeah, it's a callback to season Isn't one that episode. Yeah, well, season yeah, one at the campground, Shane actually gets Daryl in a chokehold, uh-huh. and then Daryl says to him, "Chokehold is legal." And then you know Rick says, "Follow." Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. So it's kind of reversed and a, li- mm-hmm. a little bit reverse where. He's got he's got Daryl and uh, Daryl puts Rick in the chokehold and, and Rick says to him chokehold's illegal asshole and then just Daryl's just like that was uh-huh. a great sequence. Yep. Can you imagine how yeah. shocking it would be if one of them died during that sequence? Like, <laughs> can you imagine like people yeah. like the internet like what yeah. they would do? Yeah. Well, I mean, they were just fighting like brothers would fight. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they weren't really fighting like, hey, I'm going to stop you. But it's it is like, true though. Rick is definitely starting to see Daryl in a different, yeah, dangerous light. Oh, or, absolutely. Or maybe it could be assumed that. Daryl is also seeing Rick in a different light of being not as assertive, and that's you know what I mean. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's weird because it's like there's such the there's so much to be said in there too. You know what I mean? I wish that we actually had an episode. Remember the episode where they find Jesus? Where you, yeah. Like they're listening to the radio. Yeah, that's together. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That was a great episode because it yeah. was like you get they talk, you, you get to see. Like I wish that like uh, we had you know, like they're doing all these things. Like give us a little Daryl and Rick time. Well, neither one of them has really. Had an opportunity to to like you said to talk to each other about what has happened because Daryl has gone through 
was prisoner at the sanctuary for as long as he was. And then Rick was dealing with the fact that he's the leader of the group and he got two of his people killed, yeah. like pretty brutally, right yeah. in front of him. And then allowed Negan to slide his dick right down his throat. Yeah. And, and then Alexander. Rick said, thank you, you know, yeah. for an entire season. So uh, they've gone season, through yeah. so many things. Uh, Apart from each other, that, that now that they're together, they're diff- they're almost different people in a sense too. Yeah, it's weird. They were brothers so too at the end of last season when they see each other and they hug, and now they're at wit's end with each other. Yeah, and again, I think they have. Uh, you know, it's all, almost Daryl's the way Daryl's reacting is almost remis- reminiscent of Shane, Shane, how Shane was too. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of bringing that kind of parallel back. By the way, you know, I started watching bit. The Punisher on Netflix. Yeah. Just check in with... Uh, I heard it was tight. It's, 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 it's okay. Yeah? It's okay, yeah. It's not like, you know, mind-bending television, but I mean... Yeah. He's a good actor. Check it out. John Barthol, yeah. Yeah. It's weird, too, because they don't really explain the origin. They just jump right into it, but yeah. I mean... It's, it's worth checking out. That's cool. Um, so the other season one callback, too, was Rick was on his way to the Heapsters, and all of a sudden a helicopter flies by. I forgot about that, <laughs> right? So it was just such a random scene, too. Like, it, he's just by himself, and all of a sudden, oh, there's a helicopter. So yeah, I don't know if it's really real, like, there actually is a helicopter that's airborne, or if it was just him, you know, like, oh, there's, an, there's a helicopter flying by. Because that's, that was end of, the, the end of episode one, he's in is Atlanta, the helico- yeah. and a helicopter flies by, and then, they, oh, you wow. know, I, yeah. Morales refers to him as helicopter boy. Was this on Talking Dead? I don't, I don't remember I don't on that one. That's, that's wild. Yeah. So who has access to a helicopter? Right. Right. CDC? I don't know. That's I don't know if it's someone in there. I forgot about that. Yeah. And it's so matter-of-factly, too, that it yeah. happens. Like, it just flies like, by, and he just looks at it, and then that's it. Because the last time we saw the helicopter was uh, season three. Um, there was a group of army guys that yeah. the plane crashes, and yeah. then we get introduced to the governor. And God knows why the hell Rick is even going to the Heapsters again. I kind of feel, I initially thought that too, like, is he really trying to get them to be on their side? I almost think it's a double cross. A double, double, double cross. A double, double cross. I think he's trying to get them to come with him to the sanctuary to help him oh, to fight. Kill and them. then he's going to take them out. Take them out as well. And maybe that's why he's upset because the walkers outside played a role in that, maybe? I think so. Something. Yeah, because why, why, why else would he go there? Right, man? why would he trust them? Uh, why would he go there by himself? Right. You know, and why would he, why wouldn't he wash his underwear? Boxers are very dirty. <laughs> well, I guess he was in that cell, but I mean, we'll get yeah. to that. Yeah, so, yeah we, that, and then, that episode, though, that that episode right there, uh, I don't even know the title of that one, but I mean, that was my favorite. Yeah, and then, that was that was worth the rewatch. Yeah, oh yeah, and then uh, you know Eugene finds out that uh, Dwight is the mole. He's yeah, the one, he's Eugene. The, uh, God, he's starting to get on my nerves so yeah. bad. Um, but uh, it's a mob. Yeah. base. mob bases of mobs. So I'm just like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. Like I can't understand you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, what, so 805 was definitely my favorite episode for the entire season so far. And I believe 806 so sucked good. for me. 806 was okay. It wasn't as great. It, 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 it was okay because it came off 805, so it was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so we find out more about what the whole picture thing was about. And you see Rick, you see them leaving the letters for each other. So they were taking oh, yeah. the pictures and mm-hmm. leaving the letters. And yeah. everybody was, uh, you know, everybody's pen pals. All the leaders were Very pen Civil pals. War-esque. Yes, exactly. Like we're... We're on the Times journey. Are tough. Yeah, we're going to get the battle done. We eat about one one quarter of shotgun per day. <laughs> we need more bullets, Eugene. <laughs> yeah. And you got um, Jesus has the uh, oh, he's the getting outs- my nerves the, the, so uh, bad. Dude. The POWs outside of the kingdom, and then you you see Maggie kind of struggle with: Do we 
Keep them prisoner? Do we not? You got Greg. It's it's yeah. a good and evil. You got well, Greg. Put him into some jail cell. It looks like they could just run into it and knock down the poles for Christ's sake. Right. Right. You got Gregory on the one side who's the devil. Like, well, Margaret, we should just, you know, yeah, build gallows and get them again. done. And yeah. and then Jesus is like, no, no, no. We can't kill these people. We need to, you know, figure yeah, out what to do. Yeah, there's a real name Margaret? Maggie? Is that the nickname? I don't know. He's the only one who ever calls her Margaret. Yeah. So I don't know if for Maggie's... And she it, put, puts his ass right in jail with the yeah. saviors. Yeah. But Yeah, she's like, here you go. This is what we're going to do. You're going to get locked up with them. I just felt that, that that whole... Like, this is a subplot that we're, you know, these writers... Oh, we got this great... Jesus will be... The, He's the redeemer. His name's Jesus. And like, yeah. oh, great, okay. But like, literally though, like it just slows down the plot having uh-huh. this part, you know. Yeah. And I just don't like that, you know. Yeah. Like, a lot happened in this episode too. You got um, D- uh, Daryl and Tara kind of team up. Mm-hmm. And they're both like, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna kill Dwight, um, no matter what. And yeah, then, why uh, she's so mad? Uh, Dwight killed Denise. Right. Yeah. Shot the butt. Yeah, I Shot forgot. Yeah. Right through the eye. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here we go. Which now, is interesting because in the comic it was Abraham that got killed by Dwight yeah. with the arrow through the eye, and then mm-hmm. Denise was still alive for a lot longer mm-hmm. uh, in the comic. By the way, major bummer. I do like Morgan, but I wish that Abraham was coming back to Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, me too. I was totally wrong about that one. Also, the uh, the crossover. Maybe it was just the internet trying to get us to think. Uh, you know, I mean that that rumor was out there for quite a bit. But Morgan would be the sense. one that... It made sense, totally. But, I mean, like, Morgan on The Walking Dead... Like, I just read that he's, like, gearing up or something to, like, go over there and film with them. I mean, I guess it'd be cool, but I wonder which which version of Morgan are we going to be seeing, and how does it make geographic sense? Well, he said his... He was making it sound like a farewell, like he's going to be off the Walking Oh, they're going to kill him. Completely. They're going to kill him on the show. Yeah. yeah. So he He's going to be a casualty, I think. Either he might Morgan... Be dead on this, he might be dead on this uh, season. He might be dead towards the end of the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for them to make that type of announcement, and then he's going to go over to fear. That's just dumb, though. Yeah, yeah I would assume. Uh, I would assume it would be crazy. Clear Morgan would be on fear. Well, I mean, the fact Otherwise, that Michael Kudlow still has the mustache. Sense. Why does he still have the mustache? I don't know. Maybe it's a fake out. That'd be cool. No, because it was a thing on um, on um, Fear the Walking Dead. They posted he was live from the set of Fear the Walking Dead oh, like, the shit. day after it was announced. He was there. It was a quick, like, two-minute thing. They're like, oh, tune in at 4 o'clock, and you'll see Morgan on the set of Fear the Walking Dead. It was like two minutes. like, hey, thanks, guys. Here I am. Have a good day. And it was like, wait, we waited all day for that. AMC. It was such a quick live, yeah. a live streaming Facebook thing. And it was like, it was done already. It was kind of stupid. But, but this is also the episode where Morgan... Wait, no, this is... No, that was this yeah, past that, one. Yeah, so, was, yeah. so this one, 806 was... Um, uh, all the team ups. You got Daryl and Tara are together. You got Michonne and Reseda are going to go take a look at the uh, sanctuary, and they encounter mm-hmm. the two other saviors that have the cash, and they uh, find out what the fat lady finally is. Yeah, right. It's the it's the uh, the truck with all the speakers on I it. I know, right? And and by the way, they also busted out a rocket launcher again, and that's right. Scene. Yeah. What's up with that? Like, I don't know. It's pretty cool though. And then we get introduced to a whole new character, Sadiq, mm-hmm. who is from the comic yeah. as well. Oh, he is from the comic. He is, okay. but he's not introduced. In this Seems like way. a good actor too. That guy. yeah. Yeah, he's not like, introduced in the yeah. same way. He's just... A little different? Yeah, he's just there. He's just okay. in the comic. Like, oh, hey, what's up, Sadiq? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, he's already okay. there in the in the, uh, in the the comic. But um, it's interesting to see uh, how um, Carl kind of goes out on his own and they have very, uh, mm-hmm. you know, comparing stories where it's like, yeah, you got to honor your parents. And uh, he knew exactly how many walkers that he's killed because mm-hmm. he feels like he's freeing their souls. And it'll be interesting yeah, to see one, how... Yeah. Killed one human, right? Yeah, he only killed one person. Yeah, yeah because mm-hmm. the walkers didn't kill him. 
Yeah. You know, so, um, and then Connor Carl's responsible for him. So, so yeah, so we got a new character, um, and then, uh, we got, uh, again, Daryl kind of doing his own thing. Doing his like, own yeah, thing. we're going to go bust open a hole in the side of the sanctuary to let the walkers flood in, and we're going to just go take care of this whole thing. Because Rick left. Did we ever see Rick leave Daryl? Yeah. He right? left him in episode 805. Yeah, right? Because the, the, the truck wouldn't start, and Daryl was like, uh, Rick's like, I guess I'm walking. He's like, yep. And then Daryl oh, rides, rides off on his bike. That's right, yeah. So it was bike, always yeah. part of the plan that Rick was going to go to the sea, uh, the, the Heapsterville. Dude, I hope we find out what the fucking plan is this weekend, you know? Eight weeks of yeah. not knowing what a plan is. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Yeah. But, well, it's interesting, too, that they have him captive. and they, they So we saw it before in um, uh, Terminus. They had the, the carts marked with an A also. They did the same thing. Uh where Rick was captured inside the Heapsterville, they oh, marked yeah. his container with an A also, and then Daryl had on him in spray paint an Asshole. A. Is it same for Asshole? I don't know. I don't know what that's it weird, for. right? Yeah, I feel like it's definitely connected somehow. Like Alexandria, Scott, Scott and Gimple, Alexandria, Alexandria. No, because they weren't in Alexandria yet when they went to Terminus. Oh yeah, you're right. Gimple. You think it's Gimple or you think it's Kirkman? I think it's Gimple. Has Gimple, his, you little. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So then, so then the the, the 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 culmination is this past week's really, 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 really shitty ass episode. God, I hate episode it. I hate it so much, man. I think it's the first time too that we've uh, relayed the text to each other where we both in accordance with being like, "Yep, yeah, that sucks." It was just disappointing. It just sucked. Yeah, I mean, especially um, leading up to the mid season, like it just it, it was boring, man. You know, like it's just like. I don't get the motivation unless what you're saying, the double, double, double cross would be the only way. But, yeah. like, even, the like, the dialogue, like, we sculpt, we take pictures. <laughs> and, like, she also, like, throw, like, it bothered me. Like, she took the flashbulb out, and then she's taking more pictures. Yeah. Where's the other flashbulb? Yeah. You don't have another <laughs> flash. Right. You know? And I just feel as if it's, like, some of the episodes, I just don't like when a show that I like so much has such great episodes, like, 805. And then they come out with this one, yeah. And like the whole thing with, um, with um, uh, Eugene, like, like I was saying to you in the text, like, like you know, I get that Eugene has a very distinctive way of talking, but it's really hard to understand sometimes when it's driving the plot. Yeah. If he's the one revealing the information and it's coming out like listening to a robot, it's it's frustrating. Yeah. I pick up on three to four nuances where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You think it's Dwight? Great. Yeah, you know, and like, and he gives this whole little speech to Gabriel, you know, who uh, he's basically like, yeah, I am, I am Negan, I am, I a am Negan, I'm yeah. gonna just, I'm a coward, I'm gonna, I survive, I'm gonna just survive, whatever, it's in yeah, my whatever I gotta do. And he could have said that very succinctly, like, you yeah. know, he didn't have to say it in such a Eugene esque yeah. type of way, yeah. where it was just so over the top, where you're like, dude, I just want to fucking punch you in your dumb face. Now it's funny because I met Josh McDermott, and he's a really funny guy. Yeah. So you got to think about how like he has to feel like playing this type of role too, like mm. I don't know. Um, I like the way Negan's giving him props. You know, I just thought in my head, too, it's just like, it's weird, too, because, like, Eugene's character arc, Abraham saw him as the guy that he currently is with Negan mm-hmm. before Abraham realized the truth of Eugene being, you know, a lying, you know, yeah. manipulative person. Mm-hmm. Negan is the first person to say to Abraham, or excuse me, Eugene, like, you know, basically, you're my right-hand man. I'll yeah. offer you a handshake, and yeah. I'll offer people handshakes. <clears throat> right. You know, and, like... The idea that he comes up with with the, the flying iPod yeah. that uh right that Sasha had that Sasha had yeah. yeah yeah 
Was it the same song that she died to when he played to, by the way? I don't think so. I don't so. remember. That, yeah. that I don't remember, that little detail. And, but. dude, if I was Dwight, I would just shot Eugene right there on the roof. You know what I mean? Uh, you could have easily shot him, threw him off the roof, and like he fell. Yeah, I think it would be harder for him to explain to Negan what happened because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to draw attention to himself at all. It's also too like that, I mean? that type of plot situation too, where you're like I have a traitor in my mix, but there's only mm-hmm. four or five people who are you know, and like not doing nothing about it. Like, yeah, well, I think they did reference it to Talking Dead, and it just makes sense too. It's like Negan has to believe on some level. Like once we get to the point and it and, and it's all revealed mm-hmm. that like yeah, you push a guy like Dwight so far, he's gonna snap. He's gonna snap at some point. Like you're fucking his wife. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you kind of constantly make dead at this point. Right. We don't know. Sherry just left, yeah. and Dwight went to go find, no meet up with her at right? the house, and he yeah. had left the stuff out for her. But, you know, you, you push him to the edge, and you because mm-hmm. Eugene, we, you know, in the same episode that Denise died, Eugene bit down on Dwight's weird. Yeah, he did say right? something. Like, oh, I think I did ref- bite down on your chode stick or something. Right. I need the giggle juice. But <laughs> but but Negan references it a couple times, too. He's like, yeah, he bit down on your junk. You know what I yeah. mean? Like... You know, uh, so you is everything push right down there? So far to the edge, it's like, yeah, he's gonna. And he's why gonna wouldn't Negan suspect you. that? Right, right. That's just like it's like it's not like a plot hole per se, but it's just like a matter of fact. Like, come on, I understand. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like stuff like that too. But it's just like there's also this like, have you noticed that like, like now that Negan's back inside there, he's so calm. Yeah, it's calm. Yeah, he, it's like he knows what's gonna happen. You know, like he knows. What Rick's next move is in a way, and I think that that will play into. We can't leave. They won't leave us like with this, you know, the mid-season cliffhanger without them putting Rick back in jeopardy again in some way, you know. Well, yeah, but I, I do know eventually, you know. Spoiler alerts that you know nobody wins really. Everyone team teams up eventually, or like people get killed. But I mean, like, I just I don't know. I episodes like this like 806 when I'm watching 806 mm-hmm. it makes me forget about all like the no man land you know what I mean like it, yeah. it, like it makes me forget about all these great moments and it also makes me start to wonder how much longevity does the show have before the viewers start to turn which they are not turn yeah. into zombies but turn yeah. away from it and be like well I'll watch this later because mm-hmm. it's so expendable and like yeah. you know the hype of it like the talking dead and like all the other things the the walker games and stuff like that it's like it got so big and I think that's what happens to like great shows is they they get so big that the brand becomes more important than the actual story. story. Yeah. But Kirkman's books aren't necessarily like they're not like that from what I gather. Like you just you're caught up, right? And it's yeah. Like, so it's I'm, good shit, right? Yeah, like so no I'm ex- man's I'm excited. Like no way out was it called? I'm excited for what is ahead for the comic mm-hmm. if it follows if the story if the story in the show follows true to the comic, I'm really excited about what's going to co- come up next beyond the battle with Negan. Mm-hmm. Um just for the next group that they encounter. Yeah, I read you know? about that, yeah. So, which is going to be cool. Which if they drag it out like they're dragging out the war, like and I knew they were going to drag it out. I, know, I but just did didn't you believe. think they were going to drag it this long? No, I didn't think that. Cuz I think Rick's, you and I discussed on the oh on the podcast. I didn't think Rick's attack was going to last 8 fucking episodes yeah. because We talked about that. Remember we said maybe it would be two. What goes we'll go yeah. it goes back and forth. I mean mm-hmm. the the all out war, it's a back and forth between the two between Alexandria against the saviors yeah. in the sanctuary, and then they they counter using and then a very they counter. Similar technique it goes to, back and forth. I mean, I did like when they used this same um, storytelling device when they had to uh, get the horde away from Alexandria. Remember, mm-hmm. like that it was like a couple episodes where you saw yeah. the balloons and stuff. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But with this, where it's just like 
you know? And yeah. I don't feel like escalation at all. I don't feel like, even when like Ezekiel got taken out with all those people, you know, like, I didn't know who was up there with that mini gun. I didn't care. You know what I mean? Like, right. And, and just like, you know, like, we've only really, to be quite honest, uh, identified or gotten to know two saviors. We may, like, yeah, like Simon, mm-hmm. Negan, the dude with the long hair who keeps, like, egging on everybody like not yeah, there's, there's not too many characters like we have so many you know uh like we, rick's people that we care about that you know i mean i don't know and i think that's important we did get her introduced to regina this season too yeah who she's a one of the other she's the one with the tattoos right here uh no she's the one with like the the dark hair kind of like a mohawk yeah. she kind of came out of nowhere yeah but right? she's in the comic as she's well a very yeah, prominent she is, figure in she the is book. a figure mm-hmm. in the comic so they kind of just introduced her like out of, really out of nowhere but mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, it is a really big back and forth battle, and we've only seen one attack so far in eight episodes. It's taken I know. eight episodes to tell a story that's taken place over two days. That's yeah. it. How how long in the book would you say? Um, eight episode, eight issues. Yeah, it's a no. few for sure. It so goes like back eight and issues, forth, but yeah, twenty here's pages. The thing, like they attacked, and the whole plan was to get the uh, walkers surrounding the sanctuary, and then meet back up there in two days. Now Rick is back there in the same time frame, mm-hmm. so it's been two days. Yeah, it's taken eight See, episodes. I, I, yeah. to tell, like this is yeah. way too long. And it's the fact that they were far. saying too, like before this, like we've had some complaints about last year. We're going to change things, and it's like you change things, but like, did you make things better? You know, and it's just like, ah, oh, man, it's so frustrating to watch. And I told you too, it's like I, since the last time we recorded this stuff, I've gone for the, I, I have removed it from the the live. Yeah. Like, I don't watch it live no more, just yeah. because. I, I just can't like for first off watching it with commercials just sucks. Yeah. Like watching it without a commercial is so yeah. much more enjoyable. Yeah. But like um, I just you know what I mean like it's just not a priority no more, and that just sucks when you start to let you know. Like I wanted to come back to the great, you know, and I thought that the season would be it, and especially when you got somebody like Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a fantastic mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. And to underutilize him, yeah. and like have him like you know he's only been maybe in like two and a quarter episodes, yeah. you know. Yeah. And even Rosita. Like, Rosita, where you been? Yeah. Shows up for a bit. Right. And, you know, and Michonne, like, too. I know she was filming Black Panther mm-hmm. and then Infinity War. But it's like there's so many characters, too, that we haven't seen in so long, you know? Yeah. Like, Well, we're coming up on the se- uh, mid-season break. Mm-hmm. It's usually um, something pretty juicy that occurs within this episode. It's an hour and a half. So yeah. um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's... Uh, you know Morgan's death since we know now that he's yeah. going over the fear. Because then we it now we, anticip- we anticipate it. Correct. Yeah, I, I agree with yeah. you. But I definitely feel like it's going to be a character death. I mean, it's, it's, they, they it's, need one. They need one that has. They need to have some. They need to have another water cooler moment that yeah. they haven't had since mm-hmm. Glenn and Abraham. Yep. You know, and yep. that that hasn't happened. And what? Over maybe fifteen episodes? No, more than that. Twenty episodes, maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's a long time, man. Yeah. But I mean, AMC, like you know, like they're they're going to continue to make Walking Dead uh, shows. But at the same time, it, it, it just recently is where I start questioning, like, how long would this last? Because it used to be like thinking, like, man, they can make these for like twenty years. But now I feel as if a ten season arc would be, you know, like ten seasons or like whatever Kirk, Kirkman says that he has an end in mind for the for the entire series. And I think that he's, I, I think that they're working up now towards issue two hundred. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended it there. I feel like uh, with where the story goes after the war with mm-hmm. Negan, they could end it in season ten if they tell the story. If they tell correctly. it correctly, yeah, and 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 they uh, use the reference material a lot, yeah. the way that they're going to. It's a it's a phenomenal. I mean, story. I need to read this. It's a phenomenal. Next story. time you come, bring it. I'll read. I it, will. I need to catch up. I think it's great. Um, 
The Whispers, right? Yeah, The Whispers, yeah. yeah. I think Spoilers. Yeah, I think they'd be able to stretch it to season 10 and end on a high note. Yeah. Gotta end it. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Mm-hmm. End on a high note. Don't go out the way that, like, Dexter did. Yeah. Oh, Remember sh- Dexter? Jeez. Oh, shit the bed. I didn't watch the last season for years. Oh, really? It took me you a did? long time to go back and watch the last season, because I was like, I just gave up. I stopped caring. Yeah. Yeah, but I stopped caring. When they had I the mean, source material the first few seasons, Trinity it was, was amazing. amazing. Trinity yeah. was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I slowly and surely after that, it was just, like, drawn out. And the, yeah. the ending, though, oh, my yeah. God, dude. Like... He's in a logging town, dude? Like, what? Like, no, man. Like, in that stupid sequence in, like, the hurricane and the ocean, like, ugh. See, like, when a good show goes bad like that, you know what I mean? Like, no pun intended, but, like, with Breaking Bad, they knew when, he knew exactly. He's like, that's it. Five seasons, Mm -hmm. we're out, man. You know what I mean? Five seasons is the magical number for Mm -hmm. certain shows. Like, Six Feet Under did it. The Wire. Um, The Wire did it. Um, Can't recall any others per se at the moment, but I'm sure there's a ton out there. But... It is depressing that, uh, you know, the, the, some of the episodes this season just didn't, the, the caliber wasn't there. But I do have hope still, and I, I still love talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's real life, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, it's fun. It's good escapism. <laughs> it's, it's good escapism. It's not the nasty stuff that we see on television. I mean, I, during the course of this podcast, I just got a message. Trump now recognizes Jerusalem as Israel's capital, reversing decades of U.S. policy despite warnings it could stroke further unrest in the Middle East. Like, what? Like, when we live in a time and age like this where the president is making these decisions, it's terrible. And I also read today that he is on a, he, he enjoys a steady diet at McDonald's. Like, how is this dude still alive? <laughs> how is he still alive? The, you know what I mean? Like, how is he still doing his thing? Like, yeah. is, he, is he, like, human? Yeah. It also begs me to ponder, do the highly successful rich people... Do they have something that keeps them super healthy like that, where they can just do whatever the hell they want and be like, you know? But the stuff that he's done, like re- recognizing this person, uh, I'm not even gonna say the guy's name because the name is worth like mentioning. But like the, the the guy that like apparently was like uh, the politician who was like with like young girls and like Trump like endorsed him. Mm. So like, look, we live in terrible times. We need to have stuff like The Walking Dead to help mm-hmm. us escape into a world where our problems seem to be minuscule. Yeah. Um, anybody out there who doesn't, you know, watch television like that or reads a book or, like, paints or draws or goes to yoga class, you can identify with this. Um, but, yeah, that's it for me. I, I You know, I, I hope that this week coming and you'll be back here next week to wrap it up. You wrap it up. See how it goes. Um, yeah, it's got to get better before it gets worse, right? Wrap up. My name's Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast. <laughs>